0: Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Because I've Lost Control of My Life, the podcast that changes the diapers. I am Matthew, and here with me today is my co-host, my good buddy Adam. How are you, sir? Very good,
1: very good.
0: (laughs) You sound so enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) That was very subdued.
1: That was me at my maximum excitement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd hate to see you when you're like, I don't know, dead. (laughs) <laughs> I went the opposite way with that. <laughs> yeah, I'd hate to see you dead too, buddy. <laughs> so much accidental love being spread on the show. So how are you today at your maximum, your maximum <laughs> excitement? Uh, Ugh. <laughs> just <breathing>
1: some spit. <laughs> He's just,
0: he just chokes to death on the air after I said I'd hate to see him dead. <laughs> <laughs> you brought this up. <laughs> hey, James So, are you good, then? You good boy? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You you good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What, uh, it's been a, been a, not quiet week, been a very busy week. I had a lot of days where I didn't sleep because I've had so much to do that I've just been up late. And, like, at the point where, like, I'm writing shit, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm writing, but it ends up turning out okay whenever I finally get sleep, so that's good. There's a cat behind you.
1: Oh, yeah, she's probably going to scream to get out sometime. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) She's happy now. Yeah, my birthday was this week, and I forgot to to do my rejuvenation surgery.
0: (laughs) 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 So what exactly do you do for your rejuvenation surgery?
1: Don't you remember? That's the one where they peel me all over. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Right, right. With a potato peeler. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you got a haircut, too.
1: I did get a haircut just today.
0: It looks nice, buddy. Thank you. Did you tip the person well? Yeah. Does Macaulay Culkin also cut your hair or just give you massages?
1: <laughs> no, some lady cuts my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, then again, um, maybe this actually is Macaulay Calkin. Because your masseuse you thought was Macaulay Culkin, and you think the person that cuts your hair is a lady, but it's actually Macaulay Calkin.
1: Yeah, I just fall, I fall asleep during any kind of, like grooming or uh, <laughs> relaxation service like administered to me i just like fall asleep and <laughs> i don't even know who it is and i just they wake me up
0: and i just pay them and leave. <laughs> you have no idea where you are i'm just so trying to i'm imagining you grocery shopping <laughs> you like push a cart and just fall asleep but your momentum carries you through and you happen to knock into <laughs> stuff that falls into your cart <laughs> Oh man, I don't know how, how that would work actually, but I would like to see it done. Um, <laughs> t- <laughs> yeah, your birthday. Uh, I meant I was gonna do the someone's got birthday wonder who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you did you do anything other than get your hair cut for your birthday, which was not today? I went
1: out and I caught lightning bugs. <laughs> nice, because we haven't been out too much at night this summer, but with COVID still kind of <laughs> looming over us. <laughs> And so yeah, I I wanted to go outside at night in summer because it's pretty nice to do that. I enjoy summer nights.
0: Do you get a lot of lightning bugs down your way or
1: Yeah, down in the park that's like right behind our house. We our apartment really. <laughs> we yeah, get yeah. all kinds of them everywhere. Um there's a river down there and they just like light their asses up.
0: <laughs> Literally. Um I I feel like this year I haven't noticed too many light lightning bugs, but there have been a few Last recent summers, where it seemed like there was a lot, I don't know if they're like dying off or what. Do you go outside at night a lot? These sometimes, days? but I mean, I mean, I, my window, like my in front of my desk where I'm facing is outside, so and okay. they come up to the windows sometimes. But I haven't seen too many this year. Um, and
1: that's uh, those are fireflies. If for some reason you don't know what we're talking about,
0: yeah, if you're from a less civilized part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's anything else. Like, like there's, there's, uh, for example, there's lightning bugs and fireflies. There's pop and soda. But then, if you're in certain parts of the South for pop and soda, they just call every kind of pop slash soda Coke. Coke. So, uh, is there? I wonder if there's an equivalent of that for lightning bugs.
1: Shiny balls. Those bright guys. Those. Br-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how we automatically like. Ascribed a uh, southern accent to this. <laughs>
1: yeah, because we're both, neither of us are from the south, so anytime we imagine <laughs> people saying weird things, that's where it's got to be from.
0: we got to be mean to the south. Uh, <laughs> or it's like the, whenever they would call them in Australia, I'm thinking about the one Simpsons episode with the bullfrog.
2: That's an old name. Ought to call them chazwazers.
0: So yeah, lightning bugs. Uh, so what did we watch for this week? So
1: the first one we watched is The Big House. This one's written by Paul Germain. So he's the big guy. (laughs) The creator, or one of the creators of the show. uh, He wrote like the pilot and uh, some more things for the first season. But he's the main guy in charge. The real dude. And then we watched the shot, which is also which was written by uh, Joe and Saliba here again on his own without Steve Vickston. Uh This season, he also wrote the uh, Chucky versus the Potty.
0: Yep, two solid ones. Both these segments and the two that Joe and Saliba here wrote. So, tell us about the big house, sir. Dee Dee drops
1: Tommy off at Ayn Rand School for Tots, <laughs> 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 a high security daycare run by two screws and a diaper crazed maniac. <laughs> He and a bunch of weird babies hatch a plot to break out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Is the Ayn Rand thing, is that a Simpsons reference? Yeah, that's, that's what a, I thought.
1: A streetcar named Marge or whatever that episode's called.
0: Yeah, that's a very good episode. Um, and this is also a very good episode of Rugrats. Both of these segments are let's just say right off the bat, they're two of my they're my two favorites from this season that we've watched so far. It's like increasing, it's like Okay, this one's my favorite. No, wait, this one's my favorite. No, wait, this one's my favorite. I really, really like these two, especially the big house.
1: Yeah, and this one, uh, it starts out with them coming up to the daycare, and there's like a, you see the big gates and the the (laughs) butterfly flying around, and the
0: security camera just tracking the butterflies moving. (laughs) Doesn't want to let the threat in. (laughs) No, no, you can't have any joy in this place. Uh, It's something I'm just going to say right off the bat that I really, really like about this episode and to a lesser extent in the next one is um, new babies. Yeah, that's that's something you don't really see in too many other episodes. I mean, they're they're there, but I I don't know that they're as pronounced as in these two there. I mean, there are a few where there's definitely some notable
1: new babies, but, you know, it's rare. And for some reason, I feel like they don't do it as much in season three. You might be right because we got what the Wild West parody episode. Yeah, we got the family reunion, which are basically the, all different Tommies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's like one-off babies and some of the other ones.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 something I really really like, and I, I definitely enjoy all of these new characters on uh, the segment. But anyway, Tommy is brought into the, uh, what is it? Happy Apple Daycare. What the hell is it called? Golden Apple Daycare. Golden Apple Daycare. That's it. And he's promptly introduced to Dolph Lundgren's wife from Rocky IV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's uh, Sandra, I believe, who's the head of the, uh, the, the daycare. And she makes sure to note.
2: There's never been an escape from Golden Apple Daycare.
0: And um, she also talks about being like the uh, the psychological, basically the psychiatrist or the psychological ana- an- analyst or something of the babies.
2: I carefully monitor psychological development and social adjustment.
0: If you uh, see her in profile, she's got
1: like the giant, pronounced forehead ridge, <laughs> <laughs> very strong Eyebrow chin, ridge.
0: and very strong chin. Yeah. And then we get, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the the nutrition specialist.
1: I'm Jonathan, I'll be Tommy's
2: nutritional coordinator. I serve only organically grown, fat and cholesterol free, macrobiotic
0: foodstuffs. Who uses terms that I I now hear, I feel like maybe I've become a yuppie and it's why I know them. But he uses the term macrobiotic, which is something I was never like super familiar with until recent years as uh, like healthier foods became more common. And then, of course, our favorites. I'm Bob. I changed the diapers. <laughs> yeah, he's just completely
1: unsophisticated. <laughs> he doesn't care about security. Oh. And he enjoys changing diapers. And that's the... <laughs> he's like a hammer with a nail. Every problem <laughs> <laughs> is solved by changing diapers. <laughs> that's so
0: perfect. And this is, uh, he- this is Phil Proctor playing Bob. A significantly different voice than Howard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I believe uh, it's Michael Bell as the uh, health food guy. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of Michael Bell in both of these segments. And as Tommy leaves or as Dee Dee leaves, rather, Tommy immediately cries. But Sandra gives him a ball, which is Tommy's favorite toy in the world. So he calms down. And this is when we are introduced to the first new baby, Wise Guy.
2: Everybody around here calls me Wise Guy on account of I know everything what's going on. Hi, Wise Guy. My name's Tommy Pickle. Sure, sure. Listen, if you're gonna make it in this place, you gotta know what's what. What? Right.
0: Very ugly baby. The <laughs> ugliest baby maybe in the series. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bucktooth, but with only one giant tooth on the front that's centered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so strange. <laughs>
0: I need to point out that um Wise Guy is played by uh Pamela Adlon, who is an actress I really, really like. She plays Marcy Bobby. Runkle in Californication, uh Pamela on Louie, and a few other th- I think she does some stuff on Bob's Burgers, like different She's voices. She's Bobby
1: Hill, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Bobby duh <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know what? I even researched that before the episode and I got so excited to see that she was in um whatever show I just said that I like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. What was the first thing I said? Oh, ca- oh California. Uh, uh, it was before that. Um, um Oh, no, it was California. Everybody out there listening, I'm an idiot. Yes, she's Bobby Hill. Um, <laughs> Great. I, I really, really like pretty much everything she does. Live action or voice acting. If Very talented gets, lady. If she gets
1: to play Sloth as a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> before he was dropped by... Grandma Witch, or whatever her name is, in the Goonies. When
1: the bar
2: breaks, the cradle will fall. Break! Uh, fall! Uh, I only dropped you once! Or uh, well maybe twice! Are
0: you sure this is before? <laughs> <laughs> it is a similar shaped head. But yeah, anyway, Wise Guy gives the lay of the land, so to speak, of how Golden Apple daycare works. And basically lets us know that this place to the babies is uh, a maximum security prison. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh he introduces us first to uh Big Justin, who is uh played by Dana Hill. She was also on Duckman, she did uh Charles, one of the two headed Kids of uh Duckman, yeah. and she was a uh, Audrey in a European vacation. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> is that the, is that the, that's the character the actress changes every movie?
1: Yeah, that that and the Sun they both change every movie. But uh, the Sun does also... too every movie. For some reason, yep. I thought the Sun didn't. Nope, he changes. It was like Anthony Michael Hall in the first, Jason Lively in the second, David from Roseanne in the third.
0: I'll be damned.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, she also plays Hector in the next
0: segment. Yes, and we will talk about Hector uh, when we get to that. But yeah, Big Justin. And the other side babies, we get the Builder. You
2: see that girl over there? They call her the Builder on account of she's always playing with blocks.
0: Uh, we get Doughboy. They
2: call him Doughboy. He can make anything out of Play-Doh.
0: And I love that character's design. And that character is also briefly featured in the, oh, what is the episode called in season one? Where Tommy's in the office building and there's the bouncy ball. Oh, uh, Mama Trauma. Mama Trauma, yeah. He's one of the babies in the background of, uh, the the toy, the toy experiment room. (laughs) Whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Yeah, the focus group. Thank you. I can't fucking talk tonight. And then, of course, there's Crybaby, who can make himself cry at will. And Tommy asks, What's
2: wrong with that kid? Oh, don't worry about him. He's faking it. Faking it? Yup. That's Crybaby. He can make himself cry even when nothing's bothering him.
0: And the adults turn away and he just looks at them and smiles. And the second they look at him again, he's crying again. (laughs) It's a nice
1: little moment. Yeah, so, uh... Right off the bat, Big Justin has it out for uh, Tommy.
2: Who's the new kid? Oh, hi, Justin. This here is the Tommy Pickles. Nice ball, kid. Give it to me. No. What'd you say, kid? It's my ball. You can't have it. Look, you're new around here, and maybe nobody told you. I'm Big Justin, and I run this place. Now, give me the ball. No. I said, give it to me.
1: He pulls it off of him with so much force that Tommy flies into a wagon and wrecks everybody else's <laughs> playthings.
0: And uh causes Doughboy to cry and the way that he cries is hysterical to me.
2: so
1: <laughs> I believe Doughboy is Christine Cavanaugh so that makes sense little Chucky's voice yeah
0: I can, I can detect some similarities there I think so then uh, this is like the Shawshank redemption here uh, Tommy is placed in placed in the pen for five whole minutes
1: five minutes
2: don't you think that's a bit harsh do it just keep getting
1: meaner and meaner.
0: Very extreme punishment by the screws.
1: A lot of babies crack after only 2 minutes.
0: That's <laughs> why this guy tells us.
2: I seen guys crack after
0: 2. And it's it's a great sort of ticking clock moment as we see Tommy start to lose his mind and one of those <laughs> like tr- those uh cat clocks where like the tail is Wagging back and forth on the bottom, and Tommy is like rattling the bars with his cup, and that's taken away.
2: No, no, Tommy, noise making is not part of time
0: out. He's got the little abacus, and he's like moving it per minute, and his eyes like start to get bloodshot. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's like one or two frames where his eyes are so bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so weird. Like, uh, I mean,
0: they really overdid it <laughs> no it's 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 great though and, know, and there's he's like holding on to the bars at one point towards the end he's just like rocking back and forth like he's, like he's been in there for like five months instead of a couple minutes and his pupils even become the cat clock toward the end <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and finally the egg tom egg timer, the egg timer goes off and tommy is let out
2: well, Tommy Wami, I think we're feeling a
0: whole lot better now, aren't we? And uh, luckily, Wise Guy has saved him one of these health food cookies, which Tommy promptly spits out.
2: Ugh, it's one of them health food cookies. It's the only thing they give us here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but still stores in his diaper. Yeah, he's saving it for, it might soften <laughs> once, it, once it gets all sweaty in his diaper. It would add some natural flavor and none of that artificial <laughs> crap. <laughs> just all real tommy crap <laughs> <laughs> so to speak but tommy goes on to say that i believe because of his time in the pen that he has a plan that they could bust out of there he says that like uh
2: i got an idea we go bust out of here
1: <laughs> yes yes
0: i love the way that he says
1: that and uh big justin is now like thinks he's tough because he stood up to him and Survived mm-hmm. the pen for five
0: minutes.
2: I gotta admit, Pickles, you're a lot tougher than I'd have guessed.
0: Yeah, so in wrestling terminology, he's made a face turn. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to work together, but this is where Wise Guy tells the story of a friend of his who tried to bust out. Well,
2: a lot of guys have tried it, and he had a buddy who tried to break out. I can tell it! He tried to climb out the window. They caught him before he even reached the bars. What did they do to him? First, they put him in the pen just to soften him up. Then, they made him put away all the toys in the playroom by himself. Then, they called his mom (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then wise guy just immediately starts crying into justin's arms justin's like
2: they transferred him to happy valley daycare we never saw him again <laughs>
0: <laughs> and suddenly he's just this caring like big brute like <laughs> yeah he's made a complete 180 since he's like the first time you see him he's taking a bottle from a kid then he tries to take the ball from Tommy, he's, but... He's just a hazer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he tries to toughen these kids up for their rough life inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously,
0: like, the the big joke of this is how low the stakes actually are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, like, six, seven, eight hours, and they go home. Have they, I think, have, have the babies that have been there, have they just forgotten that eventually their parents come to take them home? <laughs> or is there something we don't know? <laughs> They don't have object permanence. (laughs) (laughs) If they can't see it... They're not coming back. Yes. Uh, uh, uh. So yeah, the plan they hatch is to... uh, It's a multi-layered plan. First for Justin, aka... Wait, no, not Justin. For uh, Lawrence, I believe, is what the adults call him, Crybaby to do shed do the waterworks to distract the adults while the builder makes uh, makes a makes a, a structure tall enough for the babies to get to the lock and Doughboy is going to use his 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 artisan skills to make a key and he has a great moment when tommy is like can you make a key and he's like
2: double boulder single
0: huh <laughs> and he's like uh
2: never mind i can do it
1: <laughs> they uh start talking about you know, planning to escape while they're down for their nap. And they're like, uh,
2: What are you going to do when you get out, Pickles? Me? I'm looking forward to sleeping in my own crib. How about you, wise guy? I got a bottle back home with my name on it. Yeah, there's a girl back home waiting for me. I call her Mom.
1: Yeah. Now that reminds me more of like a war. (laughs) A war uh, type (laughs) thing than (laughs) jail, but... I mean, I can see how it would apply.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a cute moment, too, for uh, for the episode. But they put the plan into action, and their nutritionist is like, uh, Crybaby has a full-on tantrum.
2: Is it Morgan again? Over. Yes, it is, and you'd better get over here fast. We've got a full-fledged
0: tantrum situation. Bring Bob, too. Over. He specifically says, bring <laughs> <straight> Bob, too.
1: <laughs> he might actually be useful for once. <laughs>
0: Maybe I could change his diapers.
1: Let's talk about Bob for a second and his, like, his utility belt with baby <laughs> wipes. <laughs> I'm,
2: <sorry. laughs> I'm Bob. I changed the diapers.
0: What a great voice and a great character design. The show uses the name Bob a lot. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, it's a good name for just, like, a schlub. Yeah. Also, my dad's name is Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you notice the? There's like a a little like poster on the wall that said, "Parents, have you hugged your dependent today?" Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did see
0: that. <laughs> there's like the ABCs, and then there's that sign. I, I in my head for some reason just now, I imagine like Dwight Schrute wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: there's like the, the scene where they're getting things ready and they're passing the blocks down and mm-hmm. you see some other babies and there's this really weird little girl.
0: With the with, big blue eyes?
1: Yes. <laughs> I was going to point, point like her out too. <laughs> She's so strange. She looks like a little snake girl. Or something.
0: <laughs> I thought she had like the eyes of a husky. <laughs> like the really bright blue eyes, like icy cold blue eyes. <laughs> and i i anyway they they put together this tower to get to the door and i love as justin's climbing up he's the biggest this ogreish baby <laughs> and he gets to the top and he's still like way below where the keyhole is because the perspective's all skewed <laughs> it's great you know
1: i was <laughs> just noticing thinking about his suspenders like
0: yes hold his diaper up yes I, yeah I, i'm glad you said that I, I i almost forgot to point that out that we have a baby who needs suspenders to hold his diaper up because he's so fat that's that's so good <laughs> but yeah he can't reach the keyhole so tommy has to climb up too and get onto his shoulders to uh shove the key into the lock but it's too soft yeah they didn't plan for the fact that play <laughs> <Leto> is soft <laughs> And they didn't have a kiln around to bake it. Also, like, a locksmith to make it the right kind of key. Also, keys aren't typically made out of clay.
1: And just as as it's mushing up against the lock, <laughs> Dee Dee opens the door, and she <laughs> makes no notice of the weird, like, tableau <laughs> set in front of her. <laughs> a giant tower of building blocks. <laughs> An enormous baby with suspenders holding his diaper up, and Tommy on top of his shoulders holding- reaching for the doorknob. <laughs>
0: With a big mound of just shapeless clay in his hand. <laughs> he even like looks down at it when she goes to grab milk. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> and I, I, this is a little detail, but she, she's like, "Hello, sweetie, did you have a lovely day?" I, 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 I don't know why that's you know typically here. Do you have a good day? Do you have a great day? I like lovely day. It's just a little. Thing. It's like a,
1: a DD character trait.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice little thing. So she takes Tommy and puts him in the stroller to wheel him on out of there. And Wise guy and Justin are left talking to each other and Justin's like,
2: "But what about the rest of us? He said we'd all get out. I trusted that baby."
0: And then this this big burly woman comes in. It's like, "Justin, sweetie." "Mommy!" <laughs>
2: I know Tommy keep his word.
0: <laughs> and this ogre, ogreish baby runs over to this woman with Popeye arms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before we st- stop talking about this one, at the beginning, when they're walking into the Golden Apple Daycare or whatever, across the street, they have like a pun building called Pila Rocks Cafe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs>
1: P-Y-L-A-R-O-X
0: That's perfect. Cafe. And the last moment of the episode is Dee Dee wheeling Tommy out. Tommy's making the happiest noises he's ever made in the series. Oh, look, Tommy, a butterfly. They don't imply
1: that she's never going to bring him back to this horrible (laughs) place.
0: (laughs) You know, if this were a show filled with more continuity, I would love to see more episodes back at this place. Yeah. And they're they're actually one of the spin-offs of this show um, that I believe only lasted like four episodes was Angelica's preschool days or Rugrats preschool days. That was primarily about Angelica and Susie. And I've actually seen some of the artwork for it. And all the characters have those crazy baby eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard that's not very good. I've never actually seen it. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was way past the point where I gave up on it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they drew me back a couple of times with the cheap gimmicks like Dill. Yeah, but it uh,
0: nothing to hold us. Uh, nope. Like good writing or story <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love this segment. I love all of the new babies. I love it conceptually. I love the parallels with different like prison break movies. Just good, good storytelling all around. You know, this one. And I haven't
1: watched it in a long time, but this one feels like an episode of Recess, which Paul
0: Germain also created that show. I have never seen Recess, but you're not the first. I was researching this a little bit, and people talking about it seemed to imply that. Yeah, you can definitely feel the tone, though. Yeah, I've never watched it, so that that's interesting. I mean, if it, if that show is like this episode, maybe I should actually watch Recess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I should probably give it another try. I mean, Paul Germain did a good job with this.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we uh, ever get him on the show, we can talk to him about something other than why did you stop making dumb baby episodes? (laughs) (laughs) The the thing he explicitly didn't want to (laughs) continue to. We're just like, why did you stop, idiot? Okay, so before we jump into the shot, uh... My lovely co-host, Adam, has a surprise for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've got uh, another segment of Rugrats last episode. This is part three of Invest in Digestion, (laughs) which is Mr. Mucklehoney's quest to capture Tommy and eat him. (laughs) Uh, I've constructed stories about how I came upon the last two segments. Uh, First one at G.G. Allen's funeral. (laughs) Second on anthony wiener's laptop <laughs> this one i received an unlabeled vhs in my mailbox in an envelope that said only be careful
0: and, there, was uh, there a drawing of a fist
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't give we haven't given our full names or our addresses so however this tape made its way to me god only knows <laughs> whatever <laughs> So previously, Mr. Mucklehoney is haunted by images of Tommy and spaghetti, and he has an insatiable hunger. (laughs) After trying a wide variety of exotic and even taboo foods, he hatches a plan to kidnap Tommy. He calls up Stu with the pretext uh, about his investment in pickle toys to justify a short notice visit. He arrives at the Pickle's residence shortly after Tommy has been playing in flour and made a mess in their front room. We left off just as he was about to ring the doorbell. And we start with doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. (laughs) Stu is in the basement arranging his newest toys for an ad hoc presentation. Stu turns on the front door monitor and uh, greets Mr. Mucklehoney. Mr. Mucklehoney, who is surprised by the screen on the front door. Pickles, you gave me a start. Sorry, Mr. Mucklehoney. I'll be right up. Stu opens the door and Mr. Mucklehoney reaches out his hand for a handshake with a giant grin. Stu hesitates to take it. (laughs) Noticing this, Mr. Hucklehoney says, Hmm, I already got you with the buzzer last time, I guess. Don't worry, I'll get you yet. As they walk in, Mr. Mucklehoney notices Tommy's flower trail. It was, wasn't one of your toys that did it, was it? I'm not sure we have a market for that. <laughs> Dude, no, no, it was Tommy. He coated himself in flour. <laughs> He's cleaning him up right now. <laughs> Mr. Mucklehoney says, Sounds like he just wants someone to eat him up. And he laughs, uh, <laughs> hysterically. Stu faking a chuckle. (laughs) Let's go down to my workshop. I'll show you some of my latest designs. Cut to Tommy in the bathtub and Dee Dee finishing his bath. Tommy is splashing and giggling with excitement. He manages to splash some water on Dee Dee's hair. The left Triceratops horn now lays flat on her jaded face. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Stu in the basement showing his toys to an uninterested Mr. Mucklehoney. And this one I'm super excited about. She's got a hydraulic system that delivers 2.6 PSI for an optimal hugging force. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody's going to want one of these. <laughs> Stu continues his pre- presentation as Tommy can be heard now giggling up near the stairs. Mr. M- Mucklehoney, looking back toward the stairs, says, uh, Sorry to interrupt, Pickles, but I need to use the restroom. Stu goes, Oh, sure. It's just up the stairs and to the right. Just make sure you put the baby gate back. Uh, Mr. Mucklehoney makes his way into the hallway. Tommy is playing with his ball popper toy, pushing it around and making vacuum noises in the hallway toward the front room. Mr. Mucklehoney walks up to him and holds out a lollipop. Tommy rejects it and goes, hmm, as he <laughs> turns his head away and continues to play vacuum. Uh, Mr. Mucklehoney says, must they use that one before too? <laughs> he looks behind him shiftily before grabbing Tommy and rushing toward the front room slash entrance. As he gets through the uh out of the hallway and into that room, he stops as he sees Dee Dee uh vacuum vacuuming up Tommy's flower trail and Grandpa Lou <laughs> watching T V. They both turn toward him and stare. <laughs> mister Mucklehoney nervously says, Uh he was uh just about to take a tumble down the basement stairs. I wanted to make sure he didn't get close again. Dee Dee relieved goes, Oh my well thank you, mister Mucklehoney. I thought I'd put him in his playpen. I uh, Stu must have forgot to put up the baby gate again. Mr. Mucklehoney goes, Yeah, he was so excited to show me his toys. <laughs> Mr. Mucklehoney puts down Tommy sheepish, sheepish, sheepishly <laughs> and walks back toward the basement, muttering to himself, Perhaps a change of venue is in order. <laughs> back in the basement, Stu is rambling about the specs of another toy. Uh, Mr. Mucklehoney goes, Pickles, why don't we finish this over a bite to eat? My treat. We can bring the kid and see how he uh, reacts to these toys. Stu goes, Uh, dee has got to roast me the up, and Mr. Mucklehoney interrupts him. That's too bad. I guess she can stay here, then. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have... Then Mucklehoney interrupts again. Pickles, let me tell you something. If you want to get anywhere in the world of toys, you have to think on your feet. You can't plan so much. <laughs> Dew gives up, shrugs, and follows Mr. Mucklehoney upstairs. He grabs Tommy from the playpen. Dew yelling out, "Deed, we're going out for a bit. Be back soon. Dee, who's setting up the dining room table, goes but stew it's almost time for and she trails off as the front door slams shut (laughs) and the screen goes white looks like uh we'll have to wait for the last installment
0: man you're so lucky to have all these sources getting you this uh (laughs) this this lost episode of rugrats
1: i know i don't know how they keep
0: finding me (laughs) (laughs) the biggest shame of all is uh beyond the the dark nature of this episode is the fact that it's the only other time that Mr. Mucklehoney comes into play.
1: Yep, and it's the true, well, maybe not the last, but it's the latest Dumb Baby episode. <laughs> 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 maybe there'll be another Lost Dumb Baby episode down the line, who knows.
0: Hopefully we uh we we get to see what chaos he he creates next uh, next time uh, if there is a next time this is assuming that the fourth part if there are indeed only fourth parts uh show up at your doorstep on in your email via like drone airdrop Carrier pigeon <laughs> i find it in the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens. adam spends a lot of time in graveyards So, the second segment that we watched is another good one. It is The Shot. The Shot.
1: In this one, uh... after Dee Dee makes an appointment to get Tommy vaccinated, Tommy boasts about it to the other babies. But once again, Chucky's worldly experience affords him the opportunity to scare Tommy. Now, driven half insane by fear, Tommy is ready to abandon, abandon his family forever just to avoid the shot. <laughs>
0: Uh, from your description, something that I that I I like that becomes very much a trope of the episode is Chucky's quote unquote worldliness because he is an older baby.
1: Yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> he's experienced things like
0: six months before the other babies, or so. He's experienced things unimaginable things.
2: <laughs> we have such sights to
1: show you. <laughs> things that. Uh, he feels the need to go yes I guess he's not quite sure what that means because he's still <laughs> kicking
0: <laughs> it hurt for half a second yeah. um, but no we we uh, get another episode that starts off with the patented Rugrats close up this time of the cord of a telephone that Tommy is laughing and pulling on
1: Yeah, uh just as the phone rings and then uh
0: what Steedy or Steedy. Steedy. <laughs> Dee-dee this, Dee-dee picks no up no the phone. I I I can't let this I can't let this drop. Steedy is what happened when Dee Dee and Stu accidentally had a went through a transporter together, <laughs> like in the episode of Star Trek. <laughs> the episode of Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) I made beer come out of his nose (laughs) like the episode of Star Trek Voyager with Tuvix when Neelix and Tuvok go through the transporter together (laughs) I don't know
1: what made me laugh more the idea of them going through the transporter or the own image in my mind that I was beginning to conjure of the two
0: characters combined (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this on the spot right now. Anybody out there listening, if you come up with a piece of art that's a combination of Stu and Dee, Dee as one being, like they've gone through a transporter together like in the Star Trek Voyager episode, and you send it to us, I don't know what we'll do. We'll give you some kind of a prize. That prize <laughs> might be that we say, fuck you on the air or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe we'll mail you something, but if, if you do that and send it to us, lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. And I will leave it there, because that is too good to let
1: hang. Leave the, su- uh, label the subject line steedy.
0: <laughs> Which is, uh, uh, S-T-I-D-I. I've decided. <laughs> steedy. Oh, man. Please, somebody send something in. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway, back to the episode. <clears throat> oh Dee
2: <it's>
1: Dee. <laughs> is talking to some unseen character from any other episode named Cynthia hmm. and the, not the voice the doll. is ba- the, yeah, not the doll and the voice is basically
0: This is also the second reference in the series of Doctor Shochter, previously referenced in your favorite episode of the series. Slumber party. Slumber party. Slumber party.
3: Slumber party.
0: And anyway, she uh, gets off the phone with Cynthia and takes Tommy back to the crib. And this is another episode in season two where somehow Tommy is out of the crib by himself. In Chucky versus (laughs) the potty, it began with Tommy out of the crib away from the other babies playing in the bathroom with all the toilet paper. And in this episode, (laughs) he's gotten out and is playing with the phone cord. He just has no interest in his friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) I didn't even think about the fact that the other babies were already
0: there. (laughs) And they get back and once again, um, Phil and Lil are playing tug of war, this time with a ball rather than a robot toy. But Chucky is already there. And then, uh, Ami's like, Hey,
2: you guys, guess what? What? I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, and I'm going to get a rooster shot.
0: And Phil and Leo promptly begin guessing what this could possibly mean. And in their mind, it's like something that causes him to, like, polymorph into a fucking rooster. And the Animal whole time, boy. Chucky's worldliness is, uh, like, no, no. Something
2: to turn you into a rooster. No it's not. Yeah, maybe feathers on a beat. Go no, in and lay egg. No, crow. No!
1: He at least knows what it well, I guess he knows what a shot is. He's just overinflating yeah. <laughs> what the consequences of the shot are.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as he's explaining what exactly it is, he talks about First,
2: they put you in this little room and make you sit on a freezing cold irony board doctor comes in, pretending he's real nice, like he's your bestest pal. Hello, Chucky. Have you been a good boy lately? Don't you remember me? I'm your friend, Dr. Lecter, and I know just what you need. Then, all of a sudden, he changes. He goes from being a nice old guy
0: And it would be remiss of me to not mention that this doctor in Chucky's mind is named Dr. Lecter. So there is an (laughs) indirect reference to cannibalism in this show. It's not just us (laughs) always making jokes about cannibalism.
1: (laughs) I think Dr. Lecter is Phil Proctor.
0: That sounds right. I'm I'm your friend, Dr. Lecter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... He's got this, uh, the, uh, mirror on the head, and <laughs> in it, as he's got the horrible shot above him, you see Chucky's screaming face <laughs> reflected.
0: <laughs> and I just looked it up, that is Phil Proctor as Dr. Lecter. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: I'm imagining, uh, just exactly how this went down. Chucky, like, Chucky goes through this fantasy, and then it cuts back to him, and he's like, And
2: then they hold you down. Shot and you cry and you cry, and then the doctor says there now that wasn't
1: so bad, was it? And then and then after this explanation and Chucky being alive in front of him, he's <laughs> like Tommy <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be dead, Tommy
0: <laughs> without saying as many words. And Tommy gives uh his no one of his brave speeches like
2: Well it's not wash my hair every night but no matter what they do no matter what they say I'm not going to that doctor I'm not gonna get that shot never 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 here we are
0: immediately cut to shot of elevator opening with him and TD coming out in the fucking doctor there are some great shots or drawings of Tommy when he's like giving his little speech (laughs) and doing
1: the tantrum
0: (laughs) and the music in the background too
1: yeah, and he's like, even like the drawings. Whenever they come off the elevator, and he looks very scared.
0: <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's both, he's
1: both clinging to Didi and pushing himself. <laughs>
0: <over>. <laughs> Trying to get away while also cling to Mama at the same time. There's a little clown
1: doll in their diaper bag.
0: <laughs> I didn't see that in Didi's bag.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a little brown doll with a red nose. It's like not very detailed, but. I didn't Um, see it. I'll bring it up later again for something that not very important, but something I noticed. Anyway, uh, here we meet Hector, who was a little baby that when I was a kid, I always wanted Hector to come back. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know what it was about Hector more than like the kids in the big house. But I was like,
0: yeah, Hector, he's probably going to come back someday. (laughs) He's one. He's got a great voice. It's kind of like scratchy, not scratchy Maybe scratchy is the word, kind of like how Tommy's voice was in season one. And he yeah. also might be the cutest design, even cuter than, like, the main babies. He's fucking adorable. That little, like, like soft-serve hair. Like, his hair is like <laughs> soft-serve ice cream, a little tuft.
1: You know what he looks like, What's kind that? of? Remember the ghost in that episode of
0: Red and Stimpy? Oh. Uh,
1: with the bowler hat. <laughs>
0: uh, now I'm going to look it up. and and stimpy ghost (laughs) yep yep facial features yep but yeah i agree i i really really like hector it it just a very very likable character very similar to tommy but not just the they're I don't know, just their innocence, but ma- are they both brave? I don't know what it is. He's just a very, very likable character.
1: He's like a natural comrade. Tommy hits it off with them immediately. immediately. They're playing with the little loop-de-loop things with the
0: yeah. <laughs> although, you- although, although according to Lipschitz, remember at this age,
2: it's almost like they're actually
1: playing with each other rather than next to each other.
2: Yes, but according to Lipschitz, there won't be any real binary interaction for several months yet.
1: This is another instance in this episode where they wait until Dee Dee leaves and then they start talking about what the shot actually is.
0: That's a good point.
1: A little goof with that as she leaves, he tells them about the shot and then they don't show her come back, but she's already sitting back in that chair next to uh, Hector's mom. (laughs)
0: Continuity error!
1: Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody notices except, like, weird old 30-year-olds like us.
0: So, yeah, Tommy explains to Hector exactly what's going to happen because Hector is also getting a... uh a, He as he he even also says rooster shot.
2: Something about a rooster shot.
0: And Tommy explains that it is a booster shot and what it is. And Hector's like...
2: I knew it. Grown-ups so are always doing stuff like this. Why can't they just leave us alone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, already world weary.
0: Yeah, and he, um, Tommy's like, we need to run away, maybe forever. And Hector just, the voice acting is so great for this character. He's like,
2: but if we're going to be running away forever, we got to take our bottles. Good thinking.
1: This is a great so, voice. So here's the other little uh, thing with that little clown doll. When they go to take the bottles, Tommy takes it from a second identical diaper bag that does not have a clown doll in the front of it. So he's drinking Hector's bottle. Interesting.
0: That's a nice little touch that I did not notice that I'm sure was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Babies don't care about this stuff as long as they get their milk. And I love that they're crawling away to the door. It, they're crawling, but their, bu- <laughs> their diapers, are, their diapers, their bottles are in their mouth, hanging by the nipple. <laughs> nice touch. And they do make it to the door, but then it flies open and everybody's favorite demon is there. <gasps>
2: Angelica. Yeah. Hello Aunt Hello, huh. sweetheart. Who's she? Your worst nightmare.
1: Yeah, uh Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> and she also does the <laughs> emotion
0: <laughs> <toys>. <laughs> You know, got, Tommy's days are numbered. We've gotten a reference to cannibalism, two references to throats being slit in one episode of Rugrats. Where do you think these babies came across the throat being slit gesture? I, thinking about it, they're at an age where they put the cartoons they watch, if this were the real yeah. world, were probably things like Looney Tunes. Which, I mean, I remember watching Looney Tunes, there's like smoking and alcohol and like... <laughs>
1: I mean, a lot of people have watched Looney Tunes since being becoming adults. But like ever since I went to college and every time I like look back at them, like every single, not every single, but most episodes of Looney Tunes involve like jokes about suicide. <laughs> 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 like a, a character that's like completely frustrated or at the end of the rope, suddenly, they suddenly blindfold themselves and hold a gun <laughs>
0: So when you really think about it, Ren and Stimpy was just taking that concept to the next level. In some (laughs) ways, it's toned down. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad point. Uh, You just uh, brought an image to my mind, not involving suicide from Ren and Stimpy, but um, of Ren taking toothpaste and putting it on a hammer and then smashing his teeth in.
1: (laughs) We have to run through Ren and Stimpy, even with all the problems yeah <laughs> associated yeah. with it it is a good show and it's a strange show i probably i couldn't do a rug race-esque thing with it
0: you would just have like, to make it an innocent show
1: yeah i have to turn
0: <laughs> it into an innocent show for the joke i believe we talked about this before but the fact that the original three nicktoons played as a block is <laughs> so funny because it's a complete escalation because it was dug first just a very innocent sweethearted show Rugrats, also innocent and sweethearted, but with some weirdness and some joke references to suicide and cannibalism. And then Ren and Stimpy, which is just batshit insane with violent imagery and like, just all these weird fucking things.
1: <laughs> the Canadian kilted Yaksman song where one of the lines is and we will probably go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> but they censor out hell. Yeah, yeah. But still, it it's uh
1: what a weird show. And did you notice that above uh, Dee Dee and Hector's mom
0: is the scream? Yes, I did notice (laughs) that. Nice little touch. Um, And I actually paused it and went back to make sure it was there and to see if it came up again afterward. And it does. But yeah, yeah, Angelica immediately wants to to uh, out them because she suspects that they're up to something because they were crawling towards the door.
1: Yeah. And here's an instance where she's clearly the bad guy. She's clearly doing it for the wrong reasons. But she's actually doing a good thing by not letting these babies get out of this hospital room to run away forever, or at least try to go down the stairs and
0: have an accident. Yeah, she's doing the right thing in perhaps the meanest way to the babies. and In reality, she's doing the right thing. And you gotta wonder, considering some of the things we've discussed with her, like uh, her feeling left out. Be best friends, will we, Tommy? No what I do no how hard I try And like, maybe her idea of friendship is like skewed or something. <laughs> but she is ultimately doing the right thing. and yeah. we 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 get a great line from Hector. When he's like, I don't like
2: her Tommy. She's got mean eyes
0: <laughs>
1: He just fits so neatly into their uh, their world,
0: yes, perfectly into that dynamic.
1: But yeah, I don't know. They probably didn't want to pay uh, Dana Hill (laughs) every week.
0: I guess.
1: (laughs) They didn't want to have more than two screens of uh, voiceover credits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's too much cost for Nickelodeon.
1: I just wanted to compare like the way Angelica treats Tommy in this, where she's like, you know, she's telling the adults when he's trying to get away. And the uh, pilot for the new show where she just passively lets tommy take her car and go down to the park and doesn't care or tell
0: anybody what was that? another sign of how memorable the reboot was i i vaguely remember that she's okay eventually is okay with them taking her car yeah uh, and is it because they're giving I, her cookies or something no she just
1: like I, I don't even remember the motivations she just wants to be bad and
0: yeah be so basically herself. yeah be by yourself or something but basically what we're saying is the reboot sucks yeah. But yeah, she she's uh did
2: it! Oh, come on, Hector, let's get out of here.
0: And Tommy buries her under all the toys and <laughs> he and Hector manage to get away for now into the uh bowels of the hospital.
1: If this were an adult movie or something, Tommy would have murdered her right there to get away. <laughs> the way he grabs that net <laughs> and he's like getting ready to smash her. Like, <laughs>
0: But yeah they get into they get back behind the office doors and angelica goes to tell the grown-ups and phil who's or phil my god uh drew who is giving Dee, Dee and hector's mom financial advice angelica's trying to tell what happened and drew is like "No,
1: pumpkin daddy and aunt dd are talking i know but when grown-ups are talking little girls and little boys are supposed to wait quietly I- Then when the
2: grown-ups say it's okay for you to talk, then you can say whatever you want. I know, but...
0: And then finally (laughs) she does say, get out, what happened? The little kids have
2: gotten away! Oh no! You know, honey pie, these are the kinds of things you should really tell the grown-ups right away.
0: And then she's like,
2: uh."
0: (laughs) And that's why Angelica's mean. (laughs) Nobody listens to her. The babies are the adults. Uh, She's left out by the kids and the adults don't listen to her. What we don't know is this is like the millionth time she's stopped the babies
1: (laughs) from accidentally maiming themselves and they just won't listen.
0: (laughs) She's really the good guy of the show. (laughs) Dee Dee runs up to Cynthia, the receptionist, and is like, so the kids were in here. Now they're gone. And I just love that she gets over the Cynthia gets over the intercom.
1: I didn't make the connection that the receptionist was the same person as in the beginning of the episode, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, same person. The alarms are going off, and all the doctors and nurses and other hospital staff are searching for the babies. And we get the first appearance of, I don't know how to describe the voice, so I'm going to describe her character, burly Nurse Woman.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, voiced by Tress McNeil, who I believe also voices Cynthia. And Cynthia sounds like Toby's mom from uh, <laughs> from Mission Hill. <laughs>
0: penis,
2: penis, 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 penis. Ah!
0: but yeah that 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 voice re- is recurring throughout this show, and I think it on one episode it may be a man's voice. and I know in one episode it's like a police officer, it's a lifeguard. it's so many different voices.
1: I feel like sometimes it's the same character design too.
0: Yes, similar, but I think maybe, like, different skin tone, different hair color. Because I know, like, the police officer basically looks exactly the same as this nurse, just different hair color, different skin tone. The lifeguard, I believe, is a man. They're all siblings. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Those are the brutes.
1: There's, uh, she's also, at least a character similar to her, is also in the museum episode, I believe.
0: Yes, I think it might be museum security, actually. So basically, she's a big, strong, burly woman.
2: Seal off the south wing, close all stairwells, and whatever you do, make sure they don't get into the pathology lab. Those babies couldn't have gotten
3: far.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna kick those babies' asses. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and she she makes the great comment.
2: And whatever you do, make sure they don't get into the pathology lab. <laughs>
0: we can't have babies get into the room where they're studying diseases uh and then
1: angelica finds them in <laughs> in the supply closet covered in cotton balls yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they are caught and it's time to get the shot
1: and these are like some of the saddest images of tommy like him just like kneeling down yeah <laughs> so defensively
2: <laughs> tommy long time no see <laughs> Oh, you sure have gotten big in the last couple of months, kiddo. 23 and a half inches, doctor. Whoa, Michael Jordan, watch out! Tommy Pickles is right behind you. Oh, what's the matter, Tommy? Don't you remember me? Your old pal, Dr. S.
0: And doc- Dr. Schachter is the exact opposite of uh, Dr. Lecter, very, very <laughs> nice, young, handsome man. Yeah, and- Michael
1: Bell versus Phil Proctor. But
0: yeah, you no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cannibal. Let's not go spreading rumors that Phil Proctor is a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> just just his <laughs> character, Dr. Lecter. Which is just an implication in itself. Aha. I know what you need.
2: A nice lollipop.
0: Dr. Shocker gives Tommy a lollipop, and we get one of Tommy's cute little... Oh. That's my boy. And the quickest shot known to man... Yeah. He basically taps his arm. He's got, like, the
1: plunger halfway down before he even puts it in his yeah.
0: <laughs> Doctor Dr. Shock, Shocker's just a very bad doctor. He's a quack. He doesn't even know it's a play deal. <laughs> Great with kids, but horrible doctor.
1: I always, I don't know why. I always really liked the image of Tommy pointing at the band-aid color he wants.
0: Yeah, it's cute. And then as he leaves, we see him meet up with Hector again. They both have lollipops and they both point to their band-aids to show off the color, which is a cute little moment. And again, their immediate camaraderie. It wasted opportunity to not to have Hector back. Bros for life. Bros for life. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I was going to say, maybe in the new show, Hector will show up. But I wouldn't want to ruin the character that way. (laughs) 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 And, of course, to end the episode, we see that Angelica is crying her eyes out.
2: I want my mommy! Don't cry, sweetie. It was just a shot.
0: And (laughs) Drew is like, who is Michael Bell to Michael Bell, Drew to Dr. Shockter.
2: Is she going to be okay, Doctor? I hope that shot didn't hurt her. Now don't worry, Mr. Pickle, she'll be completely fine. It's just that some kids can take them, some kids can't.
3: And
0: (laughs) Hector and Tommy have a cute little cowabunga moment with their um, lollipops to end us. Yeah, they tap them together. But yeah, great little cowabunga moment. Cute episode. Great character that I really wish to become a regular, at least a semi-regular, like a Susie or someone. So yeah, um, two very, very fun segments. What do you think? Season two.
1: Uh, I give it an A. Uh, I give season one an A+, and I give season two an A so far.
0: Yep, yeah, and these are A-plus episodes in an A season.
1: Yeah, A-plus episodes in an A season. There are like probably some C episodes that... Drag it down a little bit, but
0: I think the, the Together at Last episode might be a C episode for me. Like, it's one of the weaker ones for me. It's Sand- I enjoy Sando. it, but Sando's probably a B minus. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I like it more than Together at Last. So, what are we watching next week, sir?
1: So, uh, we're watching Showdown at Teeter Totter Gulch. Uh, we get to see the babies in the Wild West, or what they imagine that it's similar <laughs> to that. And uh, Mirrorland, where <laughs> the babies get a very strange idea in their heads and just roll with it
0: <laughs> which which is a nice a nice kind of summation of what this show often is yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but we hope you enjoyed running through these two great episodes as much as we did um hopefully it was entertaining that we were <laughs> we're just gushing about it <laughs> it's just i mean i guess that's how most of season 1 was but there's a lot of weird stuff to talk about and things are definitely a lot more streamlined now but we hope you enjoyed it I hope you enjoy the weird shit I write about (laughs) Mr. Muckle. (laughs) And don't forget what I said about Steedy. Steedy. This is just a reminder to anyone out there listening, uh, who maybe is listening to this in batches. Come up with some art of Stu and Dee Dee going through a transporter accident and ended up ending up like Tuvix in the episode of Star Trek uh, Voyager with the same name, Tuvix. Send it to (laughs) us, lostcontrolpod at gmail.com and we will do something for you. Don't know what yet. Like we say, we might just tell you, fuck you on the air. but <laughs> Depending on how good it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but <laughs> send those along and we would love to see them. And th- as always, we really appreciate you tuning, tuning into our dumb little podcast. It's a lot of fun for us and we hope it is for you too. And we will be back next week here on Because I've Lost Control of My Life. Thanks so much for listening. Like what you heard? Tune in Sundays at 7 p.m. to all of your favorite podcasting platforms or go to LostControlPod.com for new episodes of Because I've Lost Control of My Life. You can also email us at LostControlPod at gmail.com. That's LostControlPod at gmail.com.